two senseis and a casual. Why am I getting slander right now? What'd I do? Why y'all slandering me right now? What'd I do? Not showing up. Hurry on time. up lose word. You don't want me to save this country, Drew? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Drew, you don't want me to save the country? That shit crazy. No, God no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, "Let it burn." <laughs> That's shit crazy. You guys are very important to me. What do you What do you mean, Drew? I can't tell. It seems like it, B. Late? I was four minutes. That shit crazy. Drew be 20 minutes late. I'm four minutes late. That's a big Wow. That's... 20? I've never been 20. 7, 10? I'll give you that. Okay. Whatever you say. Uh, Drod? I don't know if you're I can the, defend you're you on that one, Drew. Matter <laughs> <laughs> of factor. Come on. Talk to me. <laughs> So remember I told you guys I had a, a random fact to start the show? Yeah. So China plans to send San Diego Zoo more pandas this year, reigniting its panda di diplom diplomacy? Chi panda diplomacy. But fun fact, China owns all but one panda in the world, and any new panda, no matter where, are still citizens of China, right? But they must be returned to China by their fourth birthday. However, they gift lend these pandas to countries they like. And whenever you piss them off, guess what they do? No Take pandas. their motherfucking shit right back, bro. <laughs> That's the most gangster shit I ever heard in my life. And guess what? They took their pandas back when we had our previous president. So that tells you everything we Jesus. need to know. Uh, but yeah, man, I saw that. I'm like, bro, that's like a, that's like a rent a panda, bro. That's like the, the best business model I've ever seen in my life. And you can be petty and you put your shit when you get out of them. That's that shit gangster. Everybody loves pandas, so you can't do no wrong. On that note, man, what's up, y'all? That's your boy B Weezy. You know, another episode of the podcast. How y'all feeling today? Good, good. Beautiful Sunday morning. Apparently, I need a new mic. <laughs> good Sunday morning, indeed. Good Sunday morning, indeed. Uh, so yeah, man, we could get started with Did You Knows. Uh, did you guys have anything y'all wanted to start off with otherwise? Mention, discuss? Nah. Cool, cool. Well, Megan Thee Stallion's his, uh, did I, I feel like, it's been so long since we last recorded, but Megan Thee Stallion's his has now sold over 500,000 units in the U.S., the fastest female song to reach that milestone in 2024. Uh, Drake, Kanye West, Future, Jay-Z, and Eminem are the only rappers to have eight consecutive number one album, albums on the Billboard. Um, are these the greatest discographies ever in hip-hop? Mm, it's tough to say. Tough to say, yeah. but that's something we could talk about in the future, man. I just wanted to put that on your brain. Yeah. Jack Harlow's Loving On Me has now spent 10 cumulative weeks at number one on the Hot 100. Any thoughts on that song, Jack Harlow? It's a bop. It is a bop. Like you, <laughs> it's almost like you don't want to like it, but you just you you, you move your shoulders. It's catchy, man. <laughs> Beyonce is now the first black female artist to have a number one country song. Thoughts? 
I love it. Love it. Man, it's still crazy to me. Even did y'all hear it? Did y'all hear it? I did. Oh, yeah. I did. I oh, mean, yeah. it sounded like a country song to me. I, Texas, you know? Texas Hold'em is fire, though. <laughs> can't, can't, can't make any complaints. Uh, and lastly, had one I knew that you guys would like. Billie Eilish said that her album is master. Are y'all excited to hear y'all girl? Yes. Very. I am. I am. I know Mariah will be too. But very well yeah. could be true. Billie Eilish cold, bro. Now that's one mm-hmm. white girl who I've listened to. I can't say I've listened to the other one, but I, I for sure listen to Billie Eilish though. <laughs> I think she's more talented than Taylor. Way more talented. Hey, man. Taylor Swift's music is what most deaf was saying about Drake. Now, Ooh. I do walk in Target and hear Taylor Swift music. Like, but it's mm-hmm. not like I go like you said, I don't go out of my way. Like I'm not like, oh, let me listen to this album. I'll walk into Target, I'll walk into Walmart and they playing something I'm like, oh, okay. I can you all right. Yeah, Target have her. loves her too. She has like a whole section there just full of her vinyls. And then it's every other artist. But yeah, man, let's pivot over to what have we listened to slash watch. Um Dry, you sent the crew. The song Schoolboy Q, Yearn 101, loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, new sound, beat for him, but the flow is still immaculate. Definitely looking forward to him yep. dropping the album. Actually, it should be this upcoming Friday, so. Next Friday. Definitely yep. looking forward to this that. This Friday coming, yep. Um, personally, I listened to Victoria Monet's Jaguar EP, Drive. I completely forgot. That was your girl. Um, but overall, really solid project. Uh, smooth listen, great drums. Reminds me a lot of Sid, actually. Uh, with her voice, so I recommend that definitely a ten out of ten project. Uh, and I guess I need to listen to Jaguar two. So Jaguar two won a Grammy, so you for sure she should listen to that. Okay, like so definitely yeah, check so that out. That, that won the Grammy for um, best uh, R and B album. So okay, like definitely listen to Jaguar two. And like I said um, pre- in the previous podcast, I went to her concert. She's an amazing performer. And she won Best New Artist at, at the Grammys. And she's not new. She's been around for a long time. But Jaguar 2 is her first feature-length album. So, like, Jaguar was an EP. Jaguar 2 is an LP. Like, that's her first feature-length album. And so, in Grammys, I guess the way they consider it, she's a new artist. So, she won Best New Artist. But she's been doing this for a long time. Been writing for a bunch of people, including Ariana Grande. So, if you listen to... Uh, Victoria's Monet's records and then you like think of some stuff that Ariana Grande they like um, sound similar is because she wrote it for her so hmm. she's been around for a long time and I'm happy for her success now so better late than never you know I'm but glad better, you got to hear it too but better, na- better late is never or never late what? is better sorry <laughs> <laughs> always, always love that line I always think about that when people say it uh, also, Dry, you sent us the project Rent Due by La Russell with Hit Boy. That shit, that shit is hard. Bro. Look, between bro. ethics, mm-hmm. real life, luxury, though, might be my favorite Man. one. Luxury is Man. amazing. Uh, and then it's tradition. Overall, yeah. that project was that really shit good, tough. Man. Really yeah, good. Yeah, that shit tough, bro. <laughs> overall, like, project I ain't gonna hold you. songs, 18 minutes long. If you have 20 minutes of your day just to check out yeah, some good hip hop. Please. Definitely Please, check that man. one out. Thank you, Dra. Yeah. That was a really good yeah. listen. Um, yeah. As far as albums, though, that's all I listen to. What y'all listen to? I think I only listen to that too. Oh, I started. Um, I started French Montana. I ain't finished it yet, but I started it. That's just like me. How I started "Come Home with Me" by Cameron. Man, 
Ooh. the beginning four tracks of that, man, they don't get no fucking better. And I look forward <laughs> to taking that ride. But them Cameron albums, man, you got to give it a full hour of your attention. It ain't no, yeah. no like 28, <laughs> no 45. No, it's nah, a full hour. Nah. But he going he gonna to give you like damn near a movie. So I look forward to finishing that. Um, other than that, I've just been adding a lot of singles, man. I've, I've listened to um, one song that I, I forgot about that somebody uh, I saw mentioned on Twitter was John B. Don't Talk. That's a bop. Uh, what else have I been listening to? I mentioned last time how I've been listening to her. Um, been listening to some gospel, man. Some classic gospel songs like God's Got a Blessing uh, by Norman H- Hutchins. Uh, we Give You Praise by Chicago Mass Choir. He's a Rock by Reverend Timothy Wright. Uh, been listening to Michael Jackson lately. Uh, also introduced, somehow Blair never heard the song Heaven Can Wait by Michael Jackson off the Invincible album. And I just, that was wild Michael Jackson too, but still created this. And it reignited our, our, our R. Kelly our R. Kelly Michael Jackson discussion, but it ain't getting that he Oh my dry. God. It ain't getting dry. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't compare possible... <laughs> Possible crimes that was committed, so we didn't get that heated this time, man. You should be proud of it. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been listening to lately. I've been watching a lot of stuff. Drew, what you been listening to? I listened to Kid Cudi's new album, and I'm officially burned out on his music right Is now. Is it good? Yeah, it's it, it, some songs are good, but a lot of it's just like a lot of old unreleased tracks from like ones from 2007 ones from 2011 i think there's another there's he's got chip the ripper all over it which is nice to hear him again but like there's one song where they're acting like two old men on it like literally sounding trying to sound like two grandpas and it's really cringy like i don't know man when you get two full-length albums in two months it's it it I don't know. I just don't have the attention span to do that you got to let it breathe a little bit so i'm not the biggest fan of it right now I was talking to Justin, and Justin said he liked it more than the original, and I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm, I, I was kind of disappointed by it. I can't lie. Damn. It, 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 you only have so much like you can do as an artist, and he's put out a lot of content within the last few years, and I feel like he may need to take a break right now and just kind of get a little more inspiration or just get a little more creativity because it's all starting to sound the same to me. I get that. Yeah, it's sad too because I like. Cutting. Yeah, when you when you said he had a new album, I actually did get excited, but you know. Yeah. Kind of, kind of was expecting that too. So, anything else we yeah. listen to? <laughs> That's all I've listened to. Okay, well, what have we watched lately? What y'all been watching? Drew said he had to get something off his chest. <laughs> you gotta get off your chest. Yeah, I remember that. That Vince Staple show was not good. Man. Oh, that's nice. not what I expected. And you are the first person that to show. Tell me that. So why Dude. why is it not good? It's not yeah. funny. Like the whole time I'm just sitting there waiting to laugh, and I'm just they'll have a joke, and I'm just. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This might be a, this might be a cultural difference, white versus black thing. Because it might be. I, it might be. I saw a clip of a robbery, and let me tell you, I couldn't stop laughing. So I didn't I didn't want to say that, but I think that's what it right, is. We gotta keep the real. Like, it audience, might be. Audience, they, they demand it. So, Man. It, this reminds me of Gerard when we used to discuss how funny the movie Woo was and Drew just was never Yeah, <laughs> he right. So, it might be one of the things. Maybe it is like a, cultural differences. I'm trying to think. Like maybe I'm me and Mariah were watching it just trying to find the humor in it. We just could not wait for the five episodes to be over. Like 
Mariah didn't find it funny either? Not at all. Damn, that's crazy. Not at all. I've literally heard nothing but good things until this moment, so I'm going to check it out. Well, the thing is, too, we both watched Atlanta, too, and Atlanta was good compared to this. And what's it's Gerard's boy, Kenya Barris, who made it, uh, yeah. the Vince Staples show, and I'm just trying to find the humor in it. I'm just, I did not like it. Well, I was very disappointed. Let me tell you, before I can give any feedback, i got to watch it, but... I am very surprised by that because I literally have heard it's hilarious show. Listen, oh, I've, I, I saw all over I Twitter people it. are loving people, it. And people I just, have asked for more episodes. So, yeah. oh god, I've only no. heard one no. one thing people didn't like, and I gotta watch it myself. But what was it? Uh, apparently, the last episode I've heard was was a little weird. Um, very weird. But again, everybody else I heard that watches it was hilarious. So it, it might be a cultural. The last thing, episode man. was the. <laughs> The last episode was the theme park, right? Yeah. So no, the last episode was the the guy he oh, gave the the the, yeah. the lecture at the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Okay. Yeah, and then he chased them. Yeah. The theme park one was the funniest one to me, and I still barely laughed yeah, at man. that. I I enjoyed it all. So what was funny for it for you? Let me ask you. So it's it's situational comedy, which is why I compared it to Atlanta. So like it'll mm-hmm. be put into situations and stuff like that, but just the dialogue and. The dialogue is really like familiar, dry. Like, yeah, like you, you. It's like so the way the the um show is set up is just a day in the life. So some days a lot of stuff going on, some days it's not, you know. But in those days that is not not a lot going on, you still find like the the high points and the low points of your day. So like it like the episode like the clips that you saw be where he was in the bank, he was trying to get a, a bank loan to uh start a business and in in that same day his boys robbed the bank <laughs> so like so well, even like, that is so, funny and drew is just right, so, drew just... <laughs> right. <laughs> but like yes, that ha, ha, ha. like when he told that so, like, the pregnant lady to sit down when she was carrying her weight well like yeah. <laughs> was not... and he was he was shooting his shot the whole time at the pregnant lady it was like <laughs> Drew is just no enjoy B. Listen, it was it was so many parts in that in that bank scene because he was like, uh, how your mama been? He was like, it's good, she good, just a little arthritis. He was like, you know to uh, help that Epsom salt. He was like, Epsom salt. Oh, I'm gonna I'm tell her. He was like, she only be eating salt. Dog, I was dying. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Yeah, Bro, no, I yeah. definitely look forward to watching. <laughs> right. I should say I like his music more than I like his show. Man, hey, I love the show. I'm going like, to check it out, though. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, Drew, thank you for sharing that. You can always keep it real with your feelings, so I look forward to <laughs> hearing if anybody else dislikes the show. Yeah, between that and the Cuddy album, I was really disappointed this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but myself, I've been watching wrestling. Uh so I watched The Rock versus Booker T for the WCW title. Great match. Nice. Uh, that is a great match. The WWE one. locker room was actually cheering for The Rock because it was like during the WCW versus Invasion. WWF. So that was dope. Uh, man, Shane got a clothesline from hell from Bradshaw in the middle <laughs> of that match. He was getting chased by Farouk and came around the corner and, bre- bro, <laughs> I thought motherfucking Shane Head was going to be knocked off. That show was hilarious. But uh, then he got rock bottom outside by the rock on the mat. Man, Shane, he, he took a whoop in that match. He does. He does. He puts his body on the line. That motherfucker do put his body on the line. Then I watched The Rock versus The Big Show, No Way Out 2000. Another great match. 
Um, mm-hmm. Pivoting from wrestling, I watched Brian Shaw uh, interview with Paul George on his podcast. Uh, he discussed what that. actually really happened between Latrell's free will and choking his coach at the time, PJ mm-hmm. Carlissimo. For those of you that don't know, uh, this was a big deal at the time. Uh, but what he explained was the team was losing and PJ was an asshole. And apparently he used to judge Latrell Sprewell because Latrell had uh, braids and they had like a dress code. But Latrell Sprewell would come on the bus with like sweats and just he just was one of them dudes who just did his own thing. But he wasn't like disrespectful about it. That's the thing. It just was one of those where like that's just him. So he's getting on a plane and PJ's talking to him about the dress code. And Latrell Sprewell said, look. Y'all can find me up to $500 per game. We got 41 road games. Multiply that up. That's $20,000, right? He said, take that $20,000 out my check and leave me the fuck alone. Oh, when I heard that, I'm like, yo, that's the most gangsta shit I ever heard. Oh, Jesus. But apparently when PJ got choked, so the thing is, PJ was an asshole. The way he used to talk to people, blah, blah, blah. And even Brian Shaw, when he got traded to the team, he was kind of taken back. He's like, yo, is this how he talks to y'all, blah, blah, blah? So... There's a practice, and he was calling guys out, and he called Latrell Sprewell and said how he needed more from him, blah, 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 but, like, was really on his case. So it got to the point where Latrell Sprewell told him, like, yo, if you don't chill out, like, I'm going to put my hands on you. So P.J. Carlissimo kept talking a certain way. Uh, my nigga Latrell Sprewell walked up to him, put both his hands around his neck, and literally choked the shit out of him. Um, the funny thing was Brian Shaw said – the the team ultimately because of how PJ Carlisle used to talk to him, nobody was in a rush to stop Latrell Freeman from choking <laughs> his ass out. So finally they did, but uh, when it came time to punishment, they made it a point. Certain veterans wanted to really be behind Latrell Freewell, so they would so he would know he was supported. And despite what he did, like they still thought of him as a good teammate, right? Long story mm-hmm. short, every veteran that was behind him during his press conference that was, like, showing their support for the Trails Free Will, okay. either got cut or traded within, like, the following weeks. It's crazy. But Damn. they even told young guys, like, yo, like, if you're just starting out, like, you probably really don't want to be on the stage behind them because they ultimately knew what could happen, and ultimately that's what did. But overall, great story that you always hear about but never in depth. Uh, they had to sign non-disclosure agreements, actually. After he got choked, the police came and told none of them that they could talk about it. So... The reason people found out is they interviewed PJ Carlissimo and he had scratches on his neck. And that's how people ultimately found out that he got choked because they wanted to keep it in-house. Um, but yeah, Latrell got suspended for like the rest of that year. Had to go to uh, anger management, all type of shit. So yeah, Jesus. no, it's uh, a great story that I ultimately always wondered about. <laughs> I was going to throw in that Chappelle skit when they're doing NBA players. It's pretty well. chokes out his manager or something (laughs) my point is stevenson you're gonna have to show a little more effort around here more effort huh spree well but other than that man i also watched the saint brown bros podcast where they interview interview justin fields really good interview if y'all haven't checked it out uh they asked they asked some really good questions some pertinent questions and uh, Justin Fields, I, I really gained more respect for him, for him. He didn't say anything like outstanding or anything, but he just seems like a cool guy that you just want to be for your quarterback. Like he loves Drake for one, uh, for two, he's, he talked about unfollowed with a drug. Yeah. 
Always, always right. I don't, I don't understand that. That that went to the top of your list. Like you was like, oh, he loves Drake. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm like, you know what? Everybody's a little too hard on this guy. Like what? You know, he's really likable. <laughs> he uh, they asked him about him following the Chicago Bears on Instagram, and he said you can unfollow somebody on social media, even a woman. But like that don't mean you don't rock with her still. But that was his reasoning for that. Um, they actually asked him a lot of questions like, what was his favorite uh, stadiums to play in? He showed love to Detroit. Hmm. He said it's nice to play here. He showed love to uh, – he basically showed love Kansas to all City. the NFC NFC North. He did mention Kansas City. Uh, he mentioned the Vikings Stadium. He, oh, he called your boy uh, Anzalone dirty, which was funny to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one thing he did say about the Lions is compared to other teams, he said that the Lions play hard. So basically, like, you know you always got to bring it. Some guy joked about how he did the little shimmy after he got that first down when he played against us and then ended up losing that game. So that was pretty fun. Uh, but, yeah, actually, the St. Brown bros don't know if they're going to be back for a season two. I guess this was like a first season trial, but their show's really oh, good. Man. It's really dope to get it a is. perspective of two brothers, one that's damn near played for every team in the NFC North outside of the Lions and – Still, some guys trying to get him onto the Lions team, so it's funny from that perspective. Uh, but you hear about, you know, uh, Amon Ra keeps it real. Um, they give great perspectives. They ask great questions. So um, I love the show. Like, I highly recommend it. And I, I was a late person to the show. So highly recommend it. So hopefully they come back for a season two. What have you guys watched? I watched that St. Brown Bros interview, too. And the one thing I got out of uh, Justin Fields, like, he talked about – him transferring from Georgia to uh, Ohio State. And I thought that was really dope, like, for him to be honest and open about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, for those that didn't watch, what, what did he mention about the transfer? Just uh, basically <laughs> when he's from Georgia and he never wanted to go there initially anyway. Like, he, he wasn't – that wasn't his – his idea to go to Georgia, but he's from Georgia. He played Georgia football and everybody's around you telling you like you have to play Georgia football. So essentially Georgia was waiting on him and Trevor Lawrence were basically Trevor Lawrence and then him. Mm. Trevor Lawrence ended up uh, committing to Clemson. So Justin Fields committed to um, to Georgia. Jake Fromm was in front of him. Jake, like when he, he was like, all right, well I'll give it a year to see if Fromm is gonna go to the league or stay. Once he stayed, he was like, I'm not about to sit right here, like, and sit behind him. I'm better than him. Like, and it's going to take me up to my junior year before I'm able to even get on the field. I'm not trying to do that. So, like, he said he didn't even know. He don't know anything about Ohio State before he went and took the visit and committed to them. He just liked the system that they had in place and the coaches. So, he was like, I'm going to go there. But, like, he, like, I think, uh, who did he commit to? I can't remember. All right, is it a big Damn, school? that's gonna bother me. Yeah, it was a big school. I can't, I can't remember who he committed to at first before uh, switching over to Georgia. Like it's slipping my mind, but yeah. So he didn't know nothing about Ohio State. So when Amon Ra was getting on his case, you know what I'm saying about like the Michigan Ohio State rivalry, you could tell Justin like he cares because he went to Ohio State, but it doesn't really like it's not really ingrained in him like a Michigan Ohio State rivalry we would. He was like, yeah, I mean. That like you know he knows to say that school up north you know what I'm saying but like he'll never like 
he don't like really give a fuck. Like so he like he was like <laughs> I was a Georgia fan, so like I know that rivalry between them and Bama and all of that. Like mm. Ohio State, I didn't even know what the fuck the campus looked like before I got there. So like Jeez. so yeah, so that was that was cool. And like like B said, Justin Fields does seem like he's just a cool guy. Like you know, like he cool to be around. He's chill. Like he said, he was really upset. After, like, the loss to the Lions and stuff like that. But when you look at it from the sideline, you can't tell. But, yeah. like, yeah, but he said, nah, I was hot. Like, because we should have won that game and I fucked it up. So, like, yeah, like, so I was really upset we lost that game. Like, so he takes accountability and stuff like that. So I would like to see him with a team that uses his talent. Because I, I will say, even as a Michigan fan who don't fuck with Ohio State at all, he was a problem at Ohio State. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There's been certain Lions games playing. where – yeah, I mean, he might not have be supported by the best talent, but that motherfucker's a playmaker. Like, yeah, man. So. Um, but yeah, I came like I said, I came away kind of as a fan of his. So it'll just help yeah. to kind of hear some of his answers. Um, right. Falcons or Commanders? Where do you think he's going? If I had to choose, I would love to see him I with would, the Falcons. I, I would see, yeah, I would love to see him with the Falcons. I don't know if he wants to go home. That that's what I came away from this podcast. I'm not sure he wants to go home. Cause I feel like he think it's a lot of pressure and I, I like, I can read between the lines and see like, that's what he was saying about being at Georgia. Like that's why he wanted to go out of state, but I don't know. So I don't want to put no words in his mouth. Like, but I would, as a fan of football, I would love to see him with the Falcons. Cause I think they, they would be nice with him. Yeah. They'd benefit. Yeah. But um, also I watched, so I don't know if either one of y'all are Tyler Perry fans, but I watched his new movie with Kelly Rowland and um, Trevante, uh, I think his last name, Rose, whatever, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but um, it's called Mia Culpa. So, Is that Netflix? <laughs> I heard people dogging that yeah, online. Yeah, so here's the thing. <laughs> Tyler Perry is, as a director, I'm going to lay this out. Like, y'all know I like to see both sides. So, like, I'm a, as, a, as a director, Tyler Perry has a good eye. So it's going to look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the camera shots are going to be good and stuff like that. Um, he's going to put um, the actors in good positions to have good scenes. You know what I'm saying? If we're talking about the art aspect of it. Because I'm an I'm arts guy, so I like to see all of that stuff. As a writer, he sucks. Okay? Like, <laughs> as a writer, because, like, when he the, the per- perspectives he writes from, it's not like we've never heard this before. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we've never, it's not, um, it's not going to blow you away. You know, it's a pause. Like, hey, it's, it's, you, yeah, I know. That was crazy. Like, <laughs> it's a common saying. Like, it's a common saying. About- <laughs> hey, yo. Right. So, like, it's, it's, stuff, it's stuff you've seen before. So, when you watch Mia Culpa, it's, it's a, the premise of the movie, like, she's a lawyer. She takes on a case. Um of a guy who who was convicted um convicted of a murder and she's trying to uh, make sure he's innocent they end up having a rendezvous we've seen this shit before you know what i'm saying like that's not nothing that um it comes out of nowhere like it's a it's a it's shot well it looks good you know what i'm saying but the storyline like you can see everything like you you it's predictable you know exactly what's going to happen you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so like i'm seeing it i was like all right, yeah, 
okay, yeah, I, I know where the twist is coming. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I and so with Tyler Perry, he writes, produces, and directs all of his um things, which is admirable. You know what I'm saying? That's impressive, like to say the least. But I just wish for one of his for one of his projects, I wish Tyler Perry would he can produce it, he can direct it, let someone else write it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. so then, like. What what's on the paper comes across the screen a little different is not just from the world of Tyler Perry. Like you could see someone else's perspective and still get the beauty in his shots. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, yeah. So that's what I thought. I don't. I didn't think it was a Tyler Perry never makes bad movies. He never makes good movies. They're right smack mm. in the middle of mediocre. <laughs> like so. <laughs> like so. Like and did that's he what make, this, uh, Did he make Why Did I Get Married? Yeah. yeah. I like both of those. I thought those were good movies. Yeah, I mean, but then he'll make that movie over and over again. So that's the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so you're like, it's good the first time, and then after a while, you're like, damn, I feel like I saw this before. And then black yeah. people in the community be like, Tyler Perry always making the dark-skinned guy, like the villain, and the light skin is always there to save the day. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. This one, he was like, he flipped the script. Now the light-skinned niggas is the villain. And okay. It's like, bro, I just, I just want you to make a good movie. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so, like, come on, man. Like, so... Yeah, but it was it was it was mid. That's what I would say about it. Like mm. you know, like it's a bunch of shit. Like when you watch, especially if you're a um an avid movie watcher, it's a bunch of holes that you can poke. Like you know, say hey, no, I seen this coming. Hey, why you what what's going on over here? Why did that happen? This never this question never got answered. We just moved on. Like so, that's all it is. But it it was cool. If you want to see yeah, Kelly Rose, I saw a lot of people dogging it. Hey, if you want to see Kelly Rowland uh, get her cheeks knocked, then, I mean, I guess it's for you. Swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? Yeah, see, Bees look at you. That. You, save that, you save that till the end? That's what, wow. What, 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 what body paint, you know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> I, I guess that's for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know but, what? Hmm. Uh, for some reason, I feel the need to check this movie out just to get my feedback. So <laughs> I will watch it one day, maybe, and follow up. Yeah. yeah but. <laughs> Or just um, watch it on a certain site. Did y'all uh, did y'all watch <laughs> Abbott? He's stupid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm not fully caught up, oh, yeah. but I watched the first few episodes of Abbott. Okay. And so far, it's like remember I told you there was a surprise guest in it. Then I said there were three surprise guests in the first episode. Oh, that you were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, I didn't yeah. expect that. Um, one question I, I have: I feel them to like, be on this long either. I feel like what's my boo's name with the red hair? Uh, Miss Janetti. Janetti. So her yeah, dude proposed, and yes, she was fine. But like, I feel like they didn't need to go from proposing and and not working out to let's break up completely. I feel like. Uh. I mean, where do you go from there? You know, right. I mean, yeah. it's a no. It just felt like yeah, he wanted to. He, he wanted to advance the relationship. So, like, it's always going to be that weird feeling right there. So, you got to break up. Right. I don't know, man. I just, to me, I just feel like they they could have came back from that. And, you know, maybe it's just like a no official title type of thing. But, damn, like, it just went to proposing, getting shut down. We got to break up. Yeah, let's break. Like, it just, I didn't feel like it needed to go to that level. But what do I know? I'm the only single one on the show. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on that guy's side though. I mean, like, if you know you're never gonna get there, what's the point? What's you know? the point? Yeah, and that's yeah. what he wants. Right. Yeah. No, I feel y'all. Just felt, I get it. You like her, B. Just felt, just I get felt it. Like 
<laughs> I, I get you don't want to let that spicy redhead go, but yeah. <laughs> oh. damn emotion. Just wait till the next few episodes. The, the last one they just had was the funniest to me. That shit was hilarious. Right. I'll check them out for sure and be completely caught up by the. Oh hell yeah, no B. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck. You gotta watch it. Was it was great. It was great. Yeah, the next. Yeah. I said Gerard and I have been watching Love is Blind, but we can't talk we about it. We can't talk about it. Over, yeah, so, yeah, because it's not finished yet. I will say. You it at all? I mean, bits and pieces, but we want to wait, wait till the Wait till the ladies come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. I will say the one you gotta interracial, watch it, the one interracial couple, that shit went downhill fast. And fast. Like, like and Drew, like I got some insider stuff that we can't take I can't say until the girls mm. get on. Like, but like they the way they edited that shit was some bullshit. That's all I'll say. And and really? I'll say there the was more being said. Yeah, them producers mm. is they just tried to make this season entertaining. They ain't they won't give you no real. Like so yeah. See, I feel like last season there wasn't that many couples, so they gave you more dialogue yeah. to fill the spots. And now there's what five couples, so yeah. they gotta give everybody their little shine. Yeah, it's good though. It's, yeah, it's, it's better than last season. season. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. it, it, you, you're all caught up, right? Yeah. Yep. Remember, I told you that end of that last episode got spicy. Hey man, <laughs> we'll that talk was, in a few weeks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, in a few I weeks. can't wait to talk about that because one, he's a terrible liar. Terrible <laughs> liar. So, like so, like man, like you, if you go, if you that bad of a liar, you might as well tell the truth. Like yeah. <laughs> so, like <laughs> like dog. B, I feel like you'll really enjoy this season. Dude, I feel like you say that every time a new season comes out. I just. This season's way better than the last. Nah, way see, better. I don't. It's not no eye candy for B though. Like I will say, AD is fine. Yeah, AD fine, but that's not B's type though. Like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree what's with my, that. What's yeah. my type, Drew? B, relax. Come on, man. What's my type? I, I I want the girls that listen to this podcast to continue to think of you as a great guy. Like so. <laughs> whoa, 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 there's something I'm not aware of. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I, uh, I was lower. a great guy. Clearly, I'm not going about myself. So maybe it's something about me I'm not aware of. Oh my goodness. It's the one you least expect, B. <laughs> dude, I'm so, fucking starving. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm on DoorDash right now looking for something I can order, dude. I'm in a mood. Damn. I am star. Y'all don't know how. How often do y'all have breakfast with y'all significant other? On the weekends? Cause I I never during the week, but weekends on the weekends, sure. yeah, we do it every Saturday and Sunday, or whatever. Mm. Bro, it's just underrated parts of being in a relationship where sometimes I'm sure sometimes y'all don't have to worry about what y'all gonna eat for dinner or like what y'all gonna eat. Y'all ladies to take care of it. Shit, no, what? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> What type of world you, bro? Come on, like we gonna have to make another pod, like. Oh my goodness, I'm starving. But yeah, I know there's something else y'all watch. I'm waiting for y'all to discuss. Uh, Tiny desk. Yeah. Okay. Y'all both watch. Yeah. Let's talk. I was waiting for you to segue it. Yeah. You said what, Drew? I was waiting for you to we segue were... into it. Oh, yeah. I just, I was waiting to see if y'all is going to happen organically or if I was going to come up mm. with something. But yeah, I, I didn't watch it yet. So I can't, I can't speak on it. But the Jeezy one? Yeah, the Jeezy one. Yeah. It was, it was gotcha. a talk of the, the town. So what did y'all think? I personally loved it. I thought it was great. I thought 
it was cool to see him with live instruments. You thought it was yeah. the best ever, actually. Don't be baffled. I, I mean, I take that back because I did say Mac was my okay, favorite. Okay, fair enough. R.P. But... Mac Miller. Dry. I know you, you had the real Drew back in. So... Not, yeah, because I knew it was other ones. And you know what makes a great Tiny Desk is not only hearing the artist perform in live instrumentation, but the crowd interaction. Jeezy, yeah. if, if the city of Detroit was there, would have had the greatest oh, yeah. fucking Tiny Desk of all time. Because he played... If you're a real Jeezy fan, he played these songs that you wanted to hear. And it probably would have went longer mm-hmm. if the crowd would have participated better. But them niggas suck, Agreed. okay? So Jeezy I've did great. <laughs> the crowd was trash, okay? Like, it, was, man. it was Howard students, wasn't it? Yeah, but they were like 12. Like, they, ain't, they yeah, don't know Jeezy. That's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't even grow up with TM101. Right? <laughs> like, like, man. Like, I have hope that I thought his performances alone. I thought his was amazing, though. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Perform his performance was great. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, like he played standing ovation. He played bottom of the map. He played um, uh, the one with Jay Z. Bottom of the map. Go crazy. Mm-hmm. He played go crazy. Go crazy. Yeah. He played everything. Um, everything. Yeah. Damn, those slaps. Yeah. Bro, yeah, he Yo, played the slaps, dog. Good. I can't believe them motherfuckers yeah. quiet, man. A disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't grow up with them. That's why. <laughs> True. I mean, no, I'll, I'll take that back. Because I've seen. Oh, he played, he played, and then what? He played, and then what? That's, Ooh. yeah. Bro, and I couldn't think the of the part, name of it. Man, and that's the part where, like, the, the, the band. When they when he played it then mm-hmm. what was fucking amazing. That's the they part they were all where into it. Yeah. yeah, that's why what everybody should have went crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. And like that's how it felt. Like they was like, oh, this is yeah. nice. <laughs> like, like bro, bro, I'm at home. I just like, feel like man, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the audience, no matter who it is, just gives like a little slow clap at the end, like <laughs> it's NPR or something. Right. Just, <laughs> watching off. I just, man. They don't know how loud they could be in the audience, but do you guys have a top five at all? Did you guys make a list? I don't have a list. I don't know if I have a, t- I don't have a list, but I can tell you. All right. I'm a little list out. That's what I was doing. I yeah. just had ones that I enjoyed watching previously. And then I had some ones I think will be great moving forward. So without mm-hmm. further ado, um, I saw a tweet a few weeks back and it mentioned seeing Jamie Foxx. And I think Jamie Foxx will put on an excellent Tiny Desk concert. Oh, yeah. Hmm. You've ever seen his stand-ups. He literally does great impressions of other great artists. Um, And then he's great with his own music, too. And he has a bunch of hits. I was going to say, he's generally musically talented. Yes, the wedding song that he sung on his show at one point is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And he put that together with, with very little effort. So he will be a great one I would love to see. And then I would also love to see Childish Gambino. I mentioned wanting to see an album from him coming soon. Yeah, that'd be um, nice. And then lastly, Sway Lee, I feel like we're having amazing. Mm. I don't, he probably wouldn't okay. be able to do one solo. He probably would have to bring uh, his brother, but I just want to see Sway Lee. So however that could be worked out, if they had to do half and half, I don't know. But those three. And then one that I didn't mention but uh, had been thinking about when making this list was Post Malone. I think he would have a really oh, good shit. one too. That would be good. Yeah, because he's, he's great with, like, just an acoustic guitar. So, with the whole band, that'd be Dude, really he nice. he did the national anthem with the guitar and, like, just show, mm-hmm. like, he's just a really good artist. So, I think they will put on a great perform or great performances, rather. And then the favorites from the ones that have actually occurred, Drew, you mentioned Mac Miller. I did think that one was really great. 
And then Snow Allegra, mm-hmm. I think she put on a really good uh, Tiny Desk concert. She did. So, um, those are the ones I thought of, just kind of discussing it. What are ones that you guys enjoyed and or would like to see? So, I would like to see. I always go back and forth between which one of these two um, groups, but I would want to see either Boys to Men or um, Drew Hill. Oh, mm. I think they have the vocals like to because you don't dance or anything in it. So like you just sitting there. I think they like vocally in the live performance. I think they'll do really well. I want to see Brandy if she hasn't done one already. Mm. Um, and Fantasia. I would like to see her too. As far as rappers, I would like to see Ludacris and I would like to see Jay Z. Let's go. Oh, oh nice. I forgot about my goal. Jay Z. I thought it would be too obvious. Yeah. To answer. Jay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Drake would ever do it though, but it would be dope if he did. Mm-hmm. If he did do one, I think it would be dope. Because, like, it's, it's catalog and, like, getting crowd participation. Like, I think it would be dope. It's like a. It's like an intimate concert you guys kind of express yeah. with uh, right. artists in certain venues. Right. So I think that's what makes it a dope yeah. overall experience. Yeah. Jay-Z already did it with, like, um, uh, MTV had, uh, like, a kind of thing with Unplugged. So he kind of did it already. Mm-hmm. But I would still like to see him do it with the, you know, the 444 and, you know, the stuff he did with Beyonce. So I, I would like to see it. But Ludacris, I feel like, don't get his just due. And I feel like when we watched um, – the verses with him and Nelly, yeah. I think Ludacris doing a, a Tiny Desk would be crazy. Like I like, mm. and I agree with you. I think Jamie Foxx would be crazy too. I I, I would love to see that. Like, um, but the ones that happened already, like I told y'all before, Scarfaces is incredible. I think he's an incredible storyteller. So I think the way that he did that was dope. Uh, T Pain, um, he did his almost ten years ago, but it was to get him out of. Remember, he was like in the dark for a while and people yep. really didn't know how well he could sing but when he did his tiny desk it really showed up how good he yeah, is that's crazy. so like that was t-pain's Jeez. yeah but also uh tank did his tiny desk and you would be amazed at how much stuff that he wrote and contributed to mm-hmm. and then kirk franklin probably has the greatest tiny desk i've ever seen yeah. like really yes like like because that's not man just like that like his hits and you know it's all his singers and his choir right there with him and stuff like that and you forget how much stuff kirk franklin has done but yeah and uh i don't know if y'all familiar with um a singer her name is jasmine sullivan yeah hers because oh, yeah. Her, her voice oh, is man, amazing I about that, before. lions tigers yeah. and bears come on yeah come on bro <laughs> like her her tiny dust was dope too. disrespect to drew i'm not gonna lie to you do we know jasmine sullivan that's <laughs> This came out with nice shit. Wow. It's like, come on, no. You know, I don't wanna I, wanna <laughs> I know you're a historian, you know? but damn, that shit crazy. <laughs> Drew, I know you watch a few. I know you talked about Mac Miller. What's what's some some performances you've enjoyed, obviously, and then what's some performances you'd love to see? So the ones uh I made just like a little not really a list, but just kind of all together. Like some of my favorites have been Big Boy. Big Boy did a really mm. good one a couple years ago um run the jewels did a really good one it was just it was just lp killer mike and like one other guy too it was actually kind of dope how they did it uh jeezy's now is in my top top of like performances the one that surprised me the most and i never thought it'd be great back in the day was currency currency did an amazing tiny desk back in the day i know b i know (laughs) i tried to listen to that album with him and wiz 
I couldn't I couldn't get three tracks in, dude. With currency fucking voice, I I don't get it. I don't understand. That's fine, man. I don't understand. How you don't people, like you don't like him. I get it. It's I'll never recommend anything again. How people? I'm I'm just sitting here. I'm like, man, if we could get this with just Wiz only, I tried. I don't think <laughs> oh, the currency's it, going off on that tape too. But yeah, he uh he's got one of my favorite tiny desks. And then uh, Mac, of course, is my number one. Uh, when he did the song 2009, I think everybody had a tear in their eye when he did that. He put so much soul into it and like so much effort and then it took everybody back to like back in the day on top of that he passed away i think it was only like probably a year after he did that so it was like really special to see that like resurface um two others i had on here were wale he had a really good one and one i was really disappointed about back in the day was wu-tang because method man wasn't there yeah you remember that i do he wasn't it was yeah it was like RZA, I don't even think Ghostface was there either. It was Raekwon, RZA, Jizza. And I was looking like, forward to that too, yeah. Man, right. that one yeah, was really disappointing. Um, people I'd really like to see in the future, though, Joey Badass is on my list. Ooh. Um, I think he'd, he'd do an amazing set he with would. like just some live instruments. Uh-huh. Uh, Royce is on there because he's done little sets before, like tiny little sets like this before, and he always kills it when he does it. Um, I'd like to see JID on one too. I feel like he'd be great with live instruments. Yeah, but I don't think he got enough yet. Like I, w- I would like to see it, but I think it would be good just to um touch a new. Doesn't audience. have enough tracks, you think? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. But I think I he to. still would do it because surround sound going crazy right now. So I mean, he's yeah. got he's got songs though. He's yeah. got enough to like do a full five set yeah. show. Um, and then my dream one, but I don't think it'll ever happen, is Daft Punk. I think they'd be amazing if they did one together, just because yeah. they're so electronic. It'd be cool to see them with like live instruments on the back. Yeah. So, those those would be some of my future ones I'd like to see. What I forgot that you that while you guys were talking and discussing, um, Anderson Park had a really good one. Yes, he did. Albums. He did. So that was yep. dope to see. And then listening to you guys, I was just thinking artists I think we could also throw in there and. I think ASAP Rocky will have a really good performance if he ever was to do that. Um, he would. Just think of some artists. Bruno Mars, I don't know if he's ever done one, but I think Bruno Mars will have a really good one. I don't think he did. Um, but, yeah, those are some additional artists I would love to see. But, yeah, no. Um, Tiny Desk is just – I don't know something about it. I just feel like – It's intimate. It's a nice It's a nice set. You know who else will have a good one? They should probably Skype him from jail, but Robert Kelly was smoking oh, tiny dust. Like, um, <laughs> I think that's a great segue. Uh, or just have him in there in a full orange jumpsuit. Hey, dude, or something. Have have two two guards with shotguns on the right, side. Right, hey, listen. That'd be the hardest one ever. <laughs> he would actually have an excellent tiny desk, but he doesn't deserve it. Wow. That is, uh, yeah. Moving on to the NBA. <laughs> Recently, there was an NBA All-Star game, and after I watched it, I immediately sent both you guys a message and said, you know what? Obviously, everybody tuned in. A large portion of people did not enjoy the product. Drew, surprisingly, mm-hmm. you say you enjoyed the show, so I wanted to start with that. And then I guess me and Gerard uh, can discuss some ways where we would improve the overall weekend. But Drew, you stated you liked the, the the game. You didn't mind the game. What made you? What did you enjoy about the game? 
And do you think anything needs to be changed? Definitely, but I think it goes back to, like, Saturday night because I thought Saturday night was a major disappointment. Like, the Ooh. best part of Saturday was the three-point contest. Agreed. The dunk contest was god-awful this the year. Dunk con- the dunk contest we'll get into for sure. Uh, but I want to go. A step you can over. you can see a guy jump over somebody so many times and do the same fucking basic dunk, but it's so boring at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, who? Mac McClung jumped over Shaq. You got Jalen Brown jumping over Kai, who's like half the size of Shaq. Like, and people are going fucking nuts over Jaylen, that. Like, first off, Jalen Brown let the whole hood down. Uh, dude, I want to push back on something <laughs> though. I don't think people were going nuts about when he jumped over Kai. I actually saw Jalen Brown getting no. booed quite a bit. Uh, his left-handed he dunk it. was terrible. He covered his eyes and tried to make a tribute uh, <laughs> to D. Brown and to D. Brown after Brown, yeah. he completed the dunk. It Dude. was just all bad. I will give credit to Obi Toppin's brother. I can't think of his first name, but some of his dunks were really good and didn't get the love that they deserve. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they found some of them judges from, but the judges were the worst part of the dunk contest. Dude. Some of those dunks deserve higher ratings. Some of them didn't deserve as high as they got. Uh, but I will say, I will give kudos to Jalen Brown because he's the first quote unquote big name that's done the, the, the dunk contest in quite a bit. But right. he also showed why a lot of big name artists don't do it because you know you're exposing yourself to jokes to social media, get clown X, Y, and Z, and that's a big mm-hmm. deal to some. To some, they don't really care. However, it's just tough because at this point, there's not a lot of dunks that haven't been done. Uh, personally, yeah, what I feel like tough. needs to be done, you see professional dunkers that literally. Their life goal is creating dunks and practicing dunks that nobody's seen. People talk about we need big names. At the end of the day, I don't think so. You hear a lot of people say we want to see Ja Morant. We want to see Zion Williamson. At the end of the day, to me, those guys are better in-game dunkers. And if they went to do the dunk contest, I don't really expect them to be able to do anything that we haven't seen before. Um, I personally will hire the YouTube dunkers. I know there was one that went to Eastern. I think his name is Chris Staples or Chris Stapleton. Yeah, Chris Staples. Um, yeah. Again, these guys can put on a show and approve big names aren't mm-hmm. needed. Mac McClung last year when he won the dunk contest, nobody cared that he's never played in the NBA in an official game. Right. Like you, you're more you're more concerned about the creativity, being wild. So that's what I would do. I would go and hire the YouTube dunkers mm-hmm. for that. I would not. You hear a lot of people saying that the three point contest should be the last event i think they should keep it right where it is uh, like you said drew it was the best event this year at the same time though people are all tuning in and the, the thing most people want to see is the dunk contest at the end of the day oh for whether sure they're gonna be disappointed yeah. or not so it's the flashiest of all the events it's the flashiest of all events i mean you got sponsors back when blake griffin was jumping over the kia like that was dope it's not going anywhere yeah. so while everybody's talking about maybe the weekend should be a scratch x y and z it's not going anywhere even the all-star game, as bad as it's gotten, we all tune in. We all talk about how it's bad, but can it be improved? I'll get into that, yeah. So, I thought, like, so, listen, we all watch the Olympics and shit. Back in the day when you see, like, what was it, the 2012 team just whooping on some third-world team, pretty much, putting up, like, 150 points against them. Mm-hmm. I was excited to see 200 points in a game. I never thought I'd see that. I know there's no defense played, but, like, Dame was putting on a three clinic. Halliburton was put on a three Bro, clinic. Like you couldn't tell me that Halliburton wasn't gonna get MVP when that game started because he was going. 
then fucking Dame took over shooting from the lo- splashing it from the logo. I thought that was dope to see. I've man. never and Drew, as you are an actual shooter when you play, I understand why you would enjoy the game most than or more than most people. Mm-hmm. Seeing Dame shoot effortless effortlessly <sighs> from literally half court, like not just the logo front part, like no, like man, the opposite, his foot half. was on the opposite side of the yeah. line. That was impressive, and he did it twice to show it Very. wasn't a fluke. That was nice. Mm-hmm. I want to take another step back. Uh, I think they need to get rid of the skills competition because it's clear a lot of guys don't take that shit seriously. Anthony Edwards was shooting with his left hand, so, I mean, Dude. overall joke. <laughs> but I will say Trey Young, when asked how it can be improved, said that Donovan Mitchell stated during the game that they need an MC on the court like the Rucker uh, to where nobody wanted to get embarrassed. And I was thinking, damn, that would be a dope element. Mm. Uh, if you added somebody, I don't know, Kevin Hart. Bobito, that'd be sick if they took him from street. Dude, anybody, <laughs> and you just had a dude that was just frying players left or right. Yeah. If they was fucking oh, up or baby. not playing hard. <laughs> um, also, yeah. the skills competition, I would replace that and make it a one-on-one tournament. I've Hell yeah, people, there we go. I've seen a lot yeah. of people debating what could be yep. fun, X, Y, and Z. But, Drew, I actually thought you were going to mention it when you talk about the Olympics. One of my favorite part of the Olympics is at a certain part, you see the best guys just start playing one-on-one. Uh, sometimes they get yeah. three max dribbles. And you just see the greatness of some of these players, dude. I remember that mm-hmm. Olympic. Or King of the Court. Or King of the or Court. That. That'd be dope. That'd be real yeah. dope. 21. 21. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who was it? was uh, – I remember there was Kevin Durant, Paul George, Kyrie. Like, all these dudes. You see Devin Booker. And they literally just going at it and busting each other's ass were like – Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, it's the bare basics of basketball, but at the same time, like, maybe that's what brings out the competitiveness that we're trying to see. And I will give Anthony Edwards credit. He did state, like, at the end of the day, it kind of is like a vacation for the players, and I get it. But there's no reason that players are playing harder at the Rico Hines uh, uh, pickup games in the summer than they're <laughs> playing in the All-Star game. So, so I don't, I don't yeah. like when – I don't like how people bring that up because it's two different mindsets. That Rico Hines, a lot of time is like incoming rookies or whatever and vets, and you, and most of the time they're playing hard to prove like, hey, I can play. All Star game, like they said, their mindset is not coming in here to prove that you can play. If you're named an All Star, we obviously we already know you can play. Like so, a lot of them aren't coming in super competitive. So I don't I don't like when people compare that. And then also, I compar- I, like before you move on, I love the comparison personally because although it is described as a vacation, like Anthony Edwards said back in the day when the guys was was, was playing certain teams, everybody was playing hard and they were playing hard. But that's not true. That's no, not true. They it, weren't. It is true. They weren't. They were like if you go no, they didn't start playing hard to the fourth quarter. B, they were playing the first through third quarters. They were bullshitting around too. Back, back and like Kobe, you know, and Kobe, Kobe, Kobe really, Kobe really did this shit, and he be warping y'all mind because he say anything and y'all believe that shit. Like he said up there, like. Like, like he go in there. He like, he was like, yeah, because we all play hard. Like they all first tip, they was playing defense. You were not. Like they were all bullshitting the first three quarters, and then when it came down to it, not at the I'll at the at the at the fourth it's, quarter, it's go watch the game. Been, I have go watch go watch go watch go watch an all all star game. I'm not just. They were not playing hard the whole four quarters. There's games. They weren't. There's all star games that was competitive. There's games. Be like you. You saying it like it was a staple. Like to go in there. I can't finish my statement. You saying it like. Like it was a staple that you go in there and like off off the first tip, like they were going crazy. They were not. I'm not saying the guys were playing like it was game seven, the entire games. What I am saying is there was no 
easy layups for the first three quarters like you're making a scene that's different. When the Pistons checked in. Bro, I seen games with Michael Jordan playing where, where they was just letting him go to the lane and dunk. I'm trying to finish a statement. When the, the Pistons checked into the game before the fourth quarter, they played hard and they came in to stop guys. Before the fourth quarter, bro, well, that's not the same. That's, that yes, they they played on it. Yeah, because the Pistons, the Pistons were a defensive team, so yes, they came and played well, Pistons that's basketball. That's it wasn't like that's like example. It wasn't like they came in there. That's an example. Of a so what was they doing? What what was they doing before the Pistons checked in? B, they was playing pickup ball. They was bullshit. was playing hard. They, to say that oh to say that all the All Star games only was competitive in the fourth quarter is not true. Back in the day, but that is true. No, it's not. Back in back the, in the day, they weren't. Back in the day, okay. when when Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, uh, uh, Charles Barkley was playing in these games, you see literally players pushing each other because they wasn't trying to have easy baskets scored on. So I'm not gonna sit here and give an excuse that that's bullshit. That's bullshit. No, it's not. I don't. Nah, I disagree. I disagree. Like, we gonna it's disagree cool. then. It's whatever. Yeah, it's we can disagree. Like that's bullshit. Like fourth quarter. Y'all, like y'all be sounding like uh, those dudes yelling at the clouds, like get off my lawn. Like that's that's not how they were playing. Like that's not. Now they weren't playing. They weren't playing like how they were playing last week. They weren't just sitting up there like letting you launch. That's my two hundred. Like get two hundred points point. and stuff like that. That's my. But they they weren't they weren't just like they weren't just up there. Acting like it's a regular season game or or game they seven of the finals, like seen last week before the fourth quarter, which is my overall point. And to say that the only time games was competitive is because Kobe Bryant and and Chris Paul decided to make it competitive in the fourth. That's not true. Overall, guys just don't care about the game like they used to. Like, hey, I don't care if it's in the summer if you playing in Enrico Hines. Like I said, some people say that's the time when they train. Okay, that can be the time that you train. If you don't have passion, midseason game to put on the show for as much as those tickets cost, it's a problem. It shouldn't take you even in the fourth quarter. If that's the case, this fourth quarter game that we just saw was a fucking joke. Call Anthony Thomas or Towns coming off the bench, scoring with ease, literally nobody giving him any opposition. That's that's terrible. Like I can't give these guys a pass and say, oh well, at least the fourth quarter. No, like I'm not expecting you to dive on the ground for loose balls as soon as the, the fucking tip-off starts. But, no, like, nobody wants to see a guy coming down the lane and getting an easy layup and literally nobody's playing defense. That's embarrassing. Like, I don't like that type of basketball. And certain guys like Draymond Green literally called out Anthony Edwards and said, yo, like, how are you not taking this seriously? I don't know what Anthony Edwards was trying to prove shooting left-handed, but that shit was bad. Like, if you go come out here and not take it serious, like, if it is a true vacation for you, like, yo, I actually don't want to go. James Harden did it when he was asked to be a sub and felt like he should have been there. More guys can do that if you're not going to show up and at least try and give, what, 50 75% effort? I don't think these guys gave 25% this previous All-Star weekend, and that's the problem to me. Like, I, I just don't see how that's even taken lightly by some of these guys. Like, I, don't, I don't think there's no incentive. Like it, like there's not, there's nothing that you can offer them to tell them. Like even the, it's the same thing in the NFL now with the Pro Bowl. There's no incentive. Oh. This is an exhibition game. Like y'all, y'all want like y'all want them to just like they're already getting paid a lot, so already their ego is inflated, and y'all want to hey do it for the fans. Doing it for the fans is is me simply just showing up and playing basketball. I don't have to play hard for y'all. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? My my job, my job, my job is to go out here for the city that I'm playing for and go try to win an NBA what title. Else, what it's not to win an all-star championship. What other professors like, do that? ML, MLB is the one that I think is the best because it actually means something. Yeah, because they – it's for home – yes, yeah. for home field so what, advantage. So, in the, in so the, the overall question was what can be done if you make home court the winner of the game, that they went back to West versus East or East versus West, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. If what if home court advantage was given to the winner, would that make guys play hard? I think so. It might I don't, be, but it I don't might know. be a little more better than than what it is. Yeah, now. I think a little. And better. then I heard people say the the problem is the timing of All Star mm-hmm. Weekend, how it's in the middle mm-hmm. of the season. I'm calling bullshit on that. We have a play. Well, all All Stars. Well, the NFL is after the season. Yeah. The MLB is in the middle of the season too. So Look, I don't think it being in the middle of the season is a big factor because one. Uh, when when guys are playing hard and Rico Hines, like I said, that's that's before the season. So certainly right. you can say you shouldn't play hard before the season. Okay, we have a play-in tournament now where we've seen a few guys actually coming out and playing hard at the beginning of the season more than others. So if you're not going to play hard in the play-in, okay, that's the beginning of the season. We know it's at the end of the season. It's the real playoffs. Now you're going to tell mm-hmm. me, hey, people aren't playing hard in the real playoffs too? I mean. Shit, depending on who it is, there are some guys that don't show up when that happens too. So, I don't know what could be done. I, yeah, I, I don't get of, why that – it makes sense. I, or what you're saying, I don't get why the in-season tournament at the beginning had more competition than this. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It like, don't make sense. essentially like, the same thing. I mean, they're playing for a trophy. And you can have guys say – you can have guys say, I don't care about the play-in. Like, ultimately, what do you get from the play-in? 500000 uh, like – some of these guys did get some money that's more than what they usually make. Yeah. Um, but you've yeah. had guys like LeBron saying you But know see, what? the plan the plan is different because everybody on that team is not max players. So like so the even the fifteenth guy, if you get that three hundred and fifty thousand, that's life changing. Oh yeah. So like I understand why you're playing hard for the plan. And they're even considering for the play in that it has more incentive. Like if you win that uh win not the plan, um the in-season, in-season tournament. Yeah. If you win that in-season tournament, the winner of that automatically gets a, a, a playoff um, seed, yeah. which would be cool. That's cool. As for All-Star Game, what do you tell all – everybody there is already rich. Right. What do you tell – what do you give them? I remember – Like, what incentive do they have to, to play charity hard? anyway. Because, so like, I'm – Maybe like, that's every, like, we're saying this – we're saying this as fans, but if it was your profession, like, even our professions now, if they ask you to do something extra – and just saying we're doing it for our shareholders or whatever the fuck. Like, you're doing it for your shareholders. Nothing. You're not going to get anything more than what you've already done. What, what what more do you want me to give to you besides showing up? Like, if you have to go to a conference or something like that, like, that's essentially what we got to do. Like, you got to yeah. go to a conference. What more do you want? How much more do you want me to expand? Like, what do you want them to do If I was, besides entertain? If I was at a conference like, with other people in my position – and it ultimately and they already they already respect you as a player like that i'm putting in our like they already respect you as the worker that you are yeah i mean i know i'm competitive at a certain point i would need like something that involves trash talking to like really get me going but hell you don't even see that much trash talking during the all-star game i mean one thing i will say during the uh it used to be called the rookie sophomore game now it's called yeah yeah rising stars Rising stars, yeah. Oh, hey, those those guys, look, they said they went into the locker rooms and was telling guys about competitiveness, X, Y, and Z. I will say this year was better than most years you'll see. 
because guys was playing hard, I don't know if they need to. Yeah, but see, to, they have something to prove. And that's that's my that's the main point I'm trying to hammer away. In a way, Rico Hines and and the Rising Stars, you still have to prove yourself. If you're in the actual All Star game, in a sense, in the grand scheme of things, you've already proven yourself. So like, you, if unless you have, I won't say all players there have have proven themselves. There's always the mostly bench players that have to prove themselves. But like you said, if it's LeBron, obviously LeBron's not trying to prove anything. But yeah, for most years before this one, LeBron was one of the hardest players. To play in the all-star games like when it came to effort and especially in the fourth quarter like you said but if lebron can play hard you tell me uh anthony edwards can't give the effort that a, a young right. guy it, it's usually it's usually but that's the thing it's it's a couple people that's playing hard like lebron played hard because kobe was playing hard d Wade was playing hard because lebron was playing hard because kobe was playing hard because Melo was playing hard it wasn't the whole team but at the same time why, why, why were they playing hard all these guys know they can ball. All these guys know they're the best at what they do. So what is it that was in Kobe Bryant, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade? That's what I'm trying to get to. What was it that was within these guys that say, yo, uh, hey, even though I know I'm one of the best out here, I want to prove I am the best. I mean, they they might they might have felt like they had to prove that to one another. But say if you Anthony Edwards and you already think you the best motherfucker on the court. I don't have to prove nothing to you. I'm gonna go what? out here and have fun. Ain't that the best? Ain't that the best play or one? No, because places. not not in the All Star game. Because during this season, I'm gonna see you and I'm gonna bust your ass. That's your. You're not thinking prove it in the All Star game. I mean, maybe it's just a mentality thing. Because at the end of the day, if it's an All Star game, and I think I'm the best compared to Luca. Compared to you, see Tyrese Halliburton, like we said, Tyrese Halliburton came out there was a starter. And didn't give a fuck. He was coming out to show, look, I'm taking this serious. I'm getting my shots up. Like, mm -hmm. and he was playing deep. Yeah. And the people I Because he had to prove something. He had to prove it yeah, to he Indiana. He had to prove something. And and they were in Indiana. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, like, that's that's two things. If, if they were in Utah, <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton would have been chilling. Like, if they was in L.A., he would have been chilling. I pointed like, this guy the most, but I want to give him credit where it's due. He played probably the hardest defense out of anybody and ain't even really defended like that. But Steph Curry was one of the, the true star players that took it serious. Like, it was Steph Curry. I'm trying to think of guys that jumped out when they effort. Uh, Scotty Barnes. But like you said, Scotty Barnes is another young player that had to prove Bam himself. Bam out of bio. Steph ain't. <laughs> Steph ain't had no reason to be out there trying to guard guys, like, legit playing mm -hmm. defense. So, if Steph can be out there playing, even off the bench, as much as he's proven in the game, I don't see a reason for younger guys not to do so. But again, yeah, but essentially it's all within like you said, like I said, it's younger players or stars that are rising stars that have to develop themselves that when they get to the All-Star game, they have to prove themselves. Otherwise, like it's going to have to be more incentive. Like what incentive do you have to give? Like and it, I mean, they could do the money thing, but I don't think that's going to really push it all the goes needle. to a charity anyway yeah like, like i don't think game. that's I, I feel like we all see we've seen countless interviews of all star players that played in the game everybody said the same thing yeah i don't know how to make it more competitive blah blah, blah. Well, like one of y'all need to figure out something like yeah i feel like nobody wants to be real nobody wants to be that dude to come out and say hey this is what will make me play harder in the all-star game like literally every player is i um yeah it's passing on to another, and it's like, dog, don't none of y'all have an idea? Like, none of y'all want to say, hey, if this was included, I would play harder personally. Like, whether it's home court advantage in the playoffs, X, Y, and Z, like, 
but everybody's just like, oh, the game does need to be more competitive, but I don't know how to make it. It's like, but none of y'all want to throw nothing out there. Like, nice. I remember when Tracy McGrady was asked, like, what would get him in a dunk contest? And he said, put a million dollars up. Okay, like if that's what it would take, because clearly they're bringing in more than a million dollars for sponsorships X, right. Y, and Z. But right. even then, like I don't think LeBron will ever do the dunk contest. That's that's still like, not at this point. Well, what, I, no. I don't think he'd be good. He knows either. he wouldn't be good. Like so, I, I don't think that know time's why over people... though with him. I think when he was with Cleveland the <laughs> like, first time, it would have been the time to do it. And there's just there's just people that think big names are going to bring this this wow factor to an event. And like you said. LeBron has way more to lose than he would ever gain being a dunk contest, but there's still people out there, whether it's Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless. There's a lot of people that blame, that blame LeBron for big-name players stupid. not joining these events, and it's just – it's crazy to me. And it's been a I long time since Anthony Edwards should have been in the dunk contest this year. We're going to talk like I think he should have guys did. like that. Yeah. I mean, he can leap out the gym. I mean, he's jumped over people. And Anthony yeah. Edwards is pretty creative, though. LeBron – We've seen all of LeBron's dunks. Like, <laughs> like everything that you're you saw get, him do in game is what he do in a dunk contest. You're gonna get the, right? the rock the cradle with yeah. two hands. Right, you're gonna get the rock the cradle backwards. Right, that's really all LeBron got. So. But it's been a it's been a very long time since we got into a heated discussion. I needed that because I, as a fan, like I'm tired of. At least back in the day, there was like this aura of like, oh, NBA All Star Weekend. This time it passed. It was like if I didn't watch certain things, I really don't feel like I missed yeah. out on anything. Like there used to be like bigger FOMO. Like everybody yeah. talking about the dunk contest, whether it was Vince Carter's, but like we didn't Jason see all Richardson. the dunks that was available. Yeah. I will say though, this was probably the overall best three point competition I've ever seen. I agree, but you know, I was just about to say that if you didn't, get I was waiting for you to finish your point. Good fucking look. Like <laughs> nah. I was waiting for you to finish your point. I think the game has changed. Mm-hmm. I think. The, the dunk contest has lessened, but the three-point contest is Fire. very, very high level. Well, especially so with like, Steph and, and uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sabrina. Sabrina, yeah. yeah. And, also, and also, even in the All-Star game, they hit, they hit 41 threes mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep. So, like, you see the game changing, and it's, it's not as slowed down and bogged down because most of the points wasn't from layups. Right. It was because – the West was hitting every fucking three they put up, and the East couldn't keep up. Oh, so, or was it the East? Yeah, the East. It was the East. Yeah. The East. Yeah, the East Which was hitting crazy, all the three. Because when you look at yeah. the overall rosters before the game, literally everybody on the East is most likely going to be a Hall of Famer. I was like, about only, to say right. the only questionables that, maybe is like what Aunt Edwards and Carl Anthony Thomas, but like Tatum. Carl Anthony Thomas. I don't know why I keep saying Thomas. But you got fucking Kawhi Leonard coming off the bench, Paul yeah. George, Steph Curry, like. I thought the West. You just said you basically said the West was old. Yeah, that's why it felt like veterans versus rising stars. That's what it felt like. I didn't think it'd be close. I thought the West was going to win by landslide, but I will say somebody said the East had to try hards. Like you said, Drew Bam out of bio. Um, you got Jaylen, like those hustle guys. Yeah. So, yeah. but then you got fucking Luca shooting. Full court, two for one. That was like, so fucking minute, weird. Bro. Like, all right, <laughs> enough is enough, goddamn it. Like, that's when I was like, yeah, this trying to get a two for one. <laughs> Dude, he was like, he he tried to defend his analytics, but it's like analytics still asks you to shoot. You're like, still down thirty going to the half. Like, come on. <laughs> Now Luca, like that's the that's the person that really should have pissed you off. Luca ain't give a fuck about that. Do you know why? (laughs) I was looking to see if I could place a bet for the MVP of the game because I saw how Luca entered the 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 arena that night. 
I thought yeah. he was going for it. I thought he was gonna <laughs> come out like uh uh Halliburton. Luca didn't give a fuck. Luca didn't give. Luca ain't give a fuck, right? <laughs> uh, Jokic didn't. Him give and Jokic, like, him and Jokic was out there like, hey man, do y'all thing. Like, okay, <laughs> but I will say, I was gonna say that little back and forth by Jokic and, and Luca was dope though to see that little that was dope. full court down the court. That was the best part of the game, and then Dame shooting lights out. I agree. I will say, if I'm the Dallas Mavericks organization. I'm a little nervous about the friendship between him and Jokic. I'm, mm. I'm keeping that in my back pocket because I think if Luka ever asked out, we know where he wants to go. I'm pretty sure we we are very aware he would love to play with, <laughs> with Jokic. But, yeah, man, it just – I remember being very passionate about All-Star Weekend, but now it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah. If you see the three-point competition, you really could go without the rest. Now I feel like the NBA deserves more. Nah, if you if you want it, I'm telling you, if they if they – if you – they should do it like this. They should make three-on-three teams with the West and East rosters, and then they should do like a three-on-three tournament in place of the actual All-Star That'd game. That'd be dope. And then that would be more competitive. That would be more competitive. And then instead of the skills challenge, the three-on-three is at the back end for – I mean, it's on Sunday for the All-Star game, three-on-three tournament. Like it's like a round robin. And then on um, the skills challenge, instead of the skills challenge, do one-on-one yeah. king of the court. That that would be exciting. That's that's my solution. I think you break down the rosters. The break down the rosters. Also, I also thought it was more competitive when you could pick your players like a pickup game. Like when LeBron and, and Giannis was. I think I thought that was um, more competitive because then they were more competitive when they were playing them. Yeah. I think when you went back to West and East and you saw it with this game. I think the talent disparity is there, and some niggas don't want to play with each other yeah. like that. Like, let's just be real. Like they, like they cool with being on it, but they don't want to play with each other. Like, that's not. Uh, Paul George got a rebound, and somebody was wide open ahead of the court. Who was that? Somebody. It was Devin Booker, and Devin see? Booker and Paul George see? got beef, and you can see yeah. Paul George went to throw it and realized it's Devin Booker, so he just kept dribbling. I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so there's definitely yeah. uh that's well, real, right? <laughs> there's, there's there's some some little beef, small beefs with it. But you would you would rather see if like I bet you LeBron would have picked um I I actually think LeBron would have picked uh PG and then Giannis picked Devin Booker, they would have checked each other in the game and been talking shit. Like that's that's where it's competitive. Take Giannis yeah. and put him on a team opposing of Tyrese Halliburton, because I do think there's real beef between the Milwaukee Bucks and Indiana Pacers. <laughs> I think that adds a little flavor. Yeah. Um but one thing I wanted to touch on real quick was people have been killing Kenny Smith ever since that shooting competition because he stated oh, that uh because be- women should be yeah. Yeah, but Kenny was talking about uh when Sabrina took the shot, he was like, You should be shooting um inside or whatever she should be shooting or from, the, he, from the three-point line yeah. of the WNBA which people yeah. said was sexist but he was stating that muscle memory is a very important factor Steph's are nah B I, I at that point yeah but he was being sexist the whole time oh. like, like I went so they had they had what was it they had mentioned um I think that they was both shooting from was it the balls that was being used as different so she was using the girls' ball, and Steph was using the regular ball. Well, they that's were both what it shooting was. from the uh, NBA three. He was using yeah. the WNBA ball, and he said at that point she should also consider shooting from the uh, WNBA three point line. Yeah. I didn't find I didn't find that sexist like most people did. Like because he made it seem like 
so that's why I said like all the innuendos he was saying the whole time made it seem like she wasn't she couldn't compete at the level of Steph Curry. Like and you know, she the numbers that she put up was the same amount of numbers that uh that uh Dane put up to win the three point contest. I agree with that. So like he just kept going with that narrative. You know what I'm saying? Steph is a legend. He's the greatest three point shooter of all time. That has you don't have to say that. You could just lead with that. But he kept talking about stuff as far as her being a girl. That's where everyone was upset about. But I did agree with him. At at the end of the day, she kind of is at a disadvantage shooting at the NBA three line where that's where always or that's where Steph Curry always shoots from. I do think it was a minor adjustment. But then he was saying if she was going to use the, the WNBA ball shooting from the three point line for the WNBA, like it wouldn't be looked upon as like less than I think that's what I think his ultimate point was. But people took it and said basically like he was saying she couldn't shoot from if, if that was his point. I, I didn't read that. So I like I commend you if you got that because I was trying to understand where he was coming from and I didn't see him yeah. say she would be considered as less than. I kept saying I kept hearing him talking about her disadvantages. He said disadvantages. Like, I watched an interview afterwards and he was saying basically with stuff always having that same muscle memory, there was no adjustment he had to make. With Sabrina, she did have to make an adjustment because the line was further back for her. But he was saying if she was going to shoot from or use the ball that she uses with the WNBA, her shooting from the WNBA line shouldn't be looked at as like a advantage for her or like less than mm-hmm. type of view. That's what he said yeah. his overall point was. But like you said, some people viewed it as I know some of his comments during uh uh Jay, was it Jamie Vas- Vasquez Velquez. He made some comments during the Mexican uh, heritage, I guess, contribution that was like, mm-hmm. it, depending on who you was, it could have been taken as, you know, him slandering <laughs> certain people. But my biggest problem was with Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was trying to make it seem like he was saying some some really some really sexist statements. I, I didn't think he was taking it as far as some other people did. But Yeah, Reggie Miller was gassing it up. Like, roller, made what, people, yeah. You know people like, make I would have, I feel like... <laughs> I wouldn't have did that. Like, I would have let him say his shit, and I'd be like, you're wrong. And then it just kept going. But, like, Reggie was like, oh, come on, yeah, Kenny. Hey, baby, you can't Reggie say that. And get in the kitchen or something. I'm like, Reggie, you got to relax. Like, he, it, ain't that, it ain't that deep. But, no, I think that that's something they probably will expand on, especially when uh, Caitlin Clark, whenever she's eligible to be oh, in the competition, yeah. like, good fucking luck. And now her, she shoots from half court. In her game, like, I don't, bro. Yeah, in her sleep, so. I wish the Pistons could draft her. I ain't gonna hold you up, but we can talk about that. Her her record-breaking point at Iowa was from 30. Like, she walked two dribbles across half and just let it go. Like, like, Male or female, as far as college basketball athletes and as far as the way people were showing up to try to see her record-breaking performance, Mm -hmm. I can honestly say I I haven't seen that for for an NBA player or, or for a basketball player in college. I remember yeah. people doing that for LeBron when he was in high school and like them having to move to bigger like gyms for to fit mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. But yeah. as far as a college pure college athlete, I'm trying to think of the best ones I could think of. You got uh Jimmer Fredette, you got uh Tyler Hansborough, those are probably two of the biggest names I could think of as far as like rock star like college athletes. JJ Reddick. He was he was JJ yeah. Reddick. People used to go to games just to boo him because they hated him so much. Yeah. Uh, but I still the lines that you saw people trying to get into those games to see Clayton Clark like, dude, I've seen nothing like it as far as a college mm-hmm. athlete uh, basketball line. 
Like, and you know what's crazy? If she gets drafted number one, she going to Indiana. That, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I don't know if she's going to declare, but I know she'll do a lot for the game of women basketball for sure. Uh, and speaking of Sabrina, she has some really dope signature shoes that I would be she does to rock. Yeah. Like I think they look really good. So yeah, they fire. Uh, shout out to women's basketball, man. Um, also, you got. Oh, what is her name? She plays for USC. Oh, Juju. Juju is one of the best freshmen you'll ever she see. Cold. Uh, balling. Cold. It's a lot of good hoopers out there. You still got from LSU, uh, Angela Reese getting mm-hmm. 2020s. Angela Reese, yeah. It's a lot of good star potential coming out. So, shout out to the female hoopers. Uh, but, yeah, anything else y'all want to add about NBA All-Star Weekend or what can be done to fix the game? Drew, I think you made very good points. Drew, like you said, you enjoy seeing 200 points. I think that's something. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't see that as commonly as as you know moving forward. But I'm just trying to think of anything else that could be added to the game. I think I added the one-on-one competition. I think would go a long way. I do too. I like Gerard's idea. The three-on-three. Three. I think three-on-three would be dope. Um, only thing is, I see big man being left out of that, and I always got a weakness for big man paws. Big D. Uh, they already tried to remove him from the game. <laughs> With with the loading, wow, <laughs> crazy drive. <laughs> I still want to see a little post action, a little banging down low pause. So, you know, <laughs> just trying to think of some ideas. But yeah, y'all got anything else? No, <laughs> not about right. that. No. The wings are in the playoff spot. Damn it, Drew! You just stole my freaking thunder. Drew, I thought you were gonna. You, I thought you were gonna Town, sign us out. <laughs> is Hockey Town fucking back, man? Oh, it's, it's almost back. there. It's back, but it's, I think yeah, it's I back. Think it's, Look, I saw that game winner in overtime that set up that Larkin had the Kane. That was gorgeous. That man. Shit was crazy. Hey, Kane, Kane looking gorgeous. like a throwback Look, Kane out there. Oh Kane my God. Is <laughs> damn near a point per game. The pass from Larkin See? was a no looker. Like, I don't even know how he knew he was there. That was incredible. That shit was nice. Uh, they also didn't they score like six goals the other day? Yesterday, against, yeah. yeah, against St. Louis. Yesterday. Look, they're back to beating the Avalanche like good old prime times. Mm-hmm. Um. Drew, give it, come on, man. You the NHL upstart. I mean, what, what they doing? That's pretty much all you need to hear. I mean, we updated it. <laughs> was it last week or two weeks ago? I was talking about how they went on that little streak in January, and now they're, I mean, they're even hotter right now in February. Are they in actual playoff position? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they're like seven points now ahead of the, the team below them, which is really good. What spot Hockey are they goes, in? Do you know? I think fifth. Fifth or sixth okay. right now, or something like that. Damn. But hockey goes off a point system. They don't go off a record, which is really weird. Okay. Like, you win a game, you get a point. You go to OT, you get a point. You go, you lose a game, you don't get shit. But it's really weird how they – I wish they wouldn't do it like that and just go off straight record. But Is it just one point work. per game, or can you go up multiple points? I think, I think you can go, like, two points or something. It's really weird. Okay. How they do it. So – I do, I do, I heard the players saying for the Red Wings that they want to have something similar to the Lions and have fans fucking going crazy like the Lions games. If I they mean, they're playoffs, doing a good job of it. It's been a damn long time since Hockey Town was in effect. I'm already mm-hmm. seeing uh, fans on road games throwing fucking octopus on the ring, on the ring. <laughs> like, that shit's lit. So, yeah, when did, the, when did the playoffs start for hockey? Same time as NBA, they follow the same schedule. They're like a week after NBA. So April, I think it's a week before. April. Yeah, a week, week before. before, you're right. You're right. A week yep. before NBA. Yeah. Dude, I gotta get to a hockey game. Not before the playoffs. Yeah, I've never been to one. I got a jersey oh, really? in my closet that I just Damn. got. They're just, hype. just cause. 
but I've never been to one. It's way better going live, too, than watching on TV. I've been to one, and that shit was lit. What I like about hockey is you can have, like, bad seats and it still be good seats because mm-hmm. you be, you get to see everything. Um, I went when they were at Joe Lewis, so clearly yep. showing how long it's been for me. But, dude, that shit was hype. When they scored a horn, everybody turning <laughs> up, like, a big hit, people get hype. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you can hear how hard they hit the puck when it hits the boards. Yep. Too. Just I will say, it's, obviously, it's pretty cold, so you definitely uh, bring a hoodie. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably the only thing. It was even sweet watching the fucking Zamboni machine do its thing. It man. is. Like, Just watching it clean the ice. <laughs> definitely. I'm down to go, Gerard, so we can pop. Yeah, yeah. Tickets are crazy right now for Red Wings. They're expensive. They're very expensive. Uh, that's the shitty part about success. Gerard's got to use that fantasy <laughs> previous, money to go. The previous, the previous <laughs> few years, man, you could get into a hockey game for the low. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I went to – the last year at the Joe, I went to, like, one of their last three games there. It was only, like, 16 bucks a ticket. It wasn't bad at all. I remember that. I remember pissing in the horse trough. I remember mm, the narrow God. steps that was, like, this wide, like – Dude. terrified I was gonna fucking fall down. Those oh. troughs were many pause moments as a kid. Bro, That's all I big deep. Say. Look, I've never felt like I was on a plantation like I did when I was peeing a horse. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, y'all got way too much money for dudes to be pissing and a horse. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that shit was wild. A big old bowl, <laughs> bro. That shit was uh something. Ugh. But Ugh. yeah, just definitely wanted to keep updating uh, mm-hmm. our hockey fans in. Hockey Town appears to be back. So, and March Madness starts in two and a half weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm gonna tell you, I think I've watched zero uh, NCAA basketball games. I watched one state game and they lost. That was it. <laughs> I'm be honest, I hate college basketball. It's, hate so it. it's the worst. Hate it with it's the so it, I watched the NCAA tournament. Regular season games yeah. is terrible. The tournament's like, fire. You can only go back and yeah. forth passing around the three-point line so many times Ugh. before I just get disinterested. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Zone. What's crazy is most, Zone. Of top, yeah. most of the top prospects in, in uh, I guess, basketball right now for the draft are overseas. So mm-hmm. hopefully there's a guy that, like, establishes himself as, like, that top guy. But basically the top three prospects – from what I know in basketball, like we mentioned in previous weeks, are in France or Croatia, I think. Yeah. So, and then you got a lot of the other top prospects. G League at night. G League, yep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. College Hopefully basketball is dead. But, <laughs> I yeah. hate to say no, it. Michigan is terrible right now. Michigan State mm-hmm. is reeling. Um, you got a lot of people saying, is Tom Izzo, uh, you know, past his prime? But then, you know, I feel like we've seen this in the past with Izzo being slandered, and then April mm-hmm. comes around or March comes around. And Make the Sweet 16. It's a whole other Michigan story. starts winning, and, you know, fans love him again. So we'll see if mm-hmm. that happens. But, ooh, both teams don't look yeah. too good. No. Um, <laughs> before we wrap, is there anything else y'all want to discuss before we get out of here? I'm good this week. Well, next week when we record, <laughs> we'll be discussing, uh, uh, was it Blue Lips? From mm-hmm. yep. Schoolboy School Schoolboy. Anything else major coming out, album-wise, project-wise? Sure there might be. Well, I, I look forward know. to reviewing <laughs> that album. So, Same here. Until that time, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's and the Casual. And until next time, man, y'all be easy. Why? Take care. That's a damn good part. My point is, Stevenson, you're going to have to show a little more effort around here. More effort, huh? Spreewell!
two sensei's and a casual. 